Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Therapy for Me. And it's a welcome. It's a welcome to spring. Uh, now, depending on when you listen to this, it might already be spring, but certainly by the time we speak next week, it will definitely be spring. And it's starting to feel a bit like spring. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I've had enough of cold and wet. I want to spend more time outside. Uh, I want to sit outside in the morning and have a cup of coffee. I'm I'm making spring happen unilaterally. I'm I'm bringing it on, uh, for want of a better term. And if I can find any piece of music for the episode that's got that kind of making it happen, bringing it on spring kind of vibe, then that's what I'm going to go for. But you probably know that because you probably read the notes already. I haven't because I haven't written them as yet. Anyway, let's crack on with a piece of twangy guitar. <laughs> Monday. There's quite a bit this week about things colliding, and today's is definitely about things colliding, and not in not in that sense of truly colliding, more in the sense of just things in my head coming together to form something. So something will happen, and I'll have a thought about one thing, and then something else will happen. I'll come along, and I'll go, well, that's impacting on the other thing as well. So I'll give you the example for today. The example for today is. Um, social media uh, a little bit so I've noticing uh, the same things we all notice about social media in terms of what's being put on a plate for me um, by the algorithm Um, and which also got me thinking about the whole algorithm thing and how everything started to change when we introduced algorithms to social media but I've um, and by the way wouldn't social media be great if you actually saw what you wanted to follow that would be really interesting because, A, I don't know how much I miss because I don't get presented with it. And, B, I don't want anything curating for me. And I know it's the way of the world, but anyway, that's so. So so we start with the fact that I keep getting presented the opportunity to join a Ninja Jewel Friars user group on Facebook. Now, there's other things I'm presented with as well all the time. So Instagram absolutely has squarely put me in the in the colon and bowel cancer group. So I'm getting that one a lot, which is always, you know, which is always a joy. And every time I click on um, news now to have a look at the Sheffield United news, I'm bombarded with uh, five warning signs of and life assurance and um, uh, making wills. So that's that's all great as well. Uh, bearing in mind, I'm only 51, but then clearly bearing in mind, I'm 51, I suppose. But we'll leave that to one side. So I've got the the, the Ninja Jewel Air Friars group being thrown at me, along with the other things uh, about everything that could possibly go wrong uh, in, in the death decade, which obviously I'm doing my best to try and get through. Um, so there's, there's all that bit that's going on, which, you know, you kind of irks, as you'd expect it irks. But then... There's the whole thing about the culture war. There's the whole thing about the Brexit divide. There's the whole thing about how split we are and how polarised we are and how if you're polarised on one topic, then you tend to follow a path on other topics. So what people don't tend to do, uh, or what people tend to do or pigeonhole to do is that you, if you feel a particular way on masks, then you will feel a particular way on trans issues or you'll feel a particular way on uh, immigration or so on and so forth. So there's that polarisation which is continuing to be there. 
So therefore, I'm now obviously very concerned about what I don't see on social media, which is what other people the other side of the debate are seeing, because it, the feeds must be totally different to keep us so far apart all the time. Um, which has made me... I've never really been an avid social... If there's one thing I've, I've always done, it's Twitter. Twitter's the one thing I've done which is about which is about political stuff. It's always been about political stuff. Um, but again, I fall into the same trap of only hearing one side of the argument a lot of the time. I do try and hear other sides, but then because of the way other sides express themselves and because of the way we all express ourselves in such a um, dramatic, um, probably melodramatic, but certainly dramatic way, then then when you do follow somebody from the other side of, a, of an argument, you tend to get annoyed by it. Um, so everything about, you know, Twitter is about making me get really exercised about a particular viewpoint or really exercised about an alternative. Throw into this, and this might be the death of social media anyway, and apart from this kind of thing where I still think I ought to just go back to a Nokia phone and make my life simple, which by the way wouldn't work because I use it for so many other things, but that's the point, it would be nice. What I'm really saying in that instance is actually I want my phone without social media, not necessarily having a phone that's just makes a phone call and does a text message. But anyway, we'll leave that to one side. What's then fed into this this week is the fact that um, is, is everything to do with AI, AI. And I've not got too involved in the AI and I haven't got involved in trying the chat thing out and seeing if it can produce a set of song lyrics that sound like Pink Floyd. I'm not, I'm not necessarily there yet. But it's been announced, announced by Microsoft that they're going to shove it into um, Office. So Office now is going to follow a lot of those things about AI, which basically means telling it something and it doing it for you. And I, I really don't know what I feel about that. I really Because the whole thing of, well, we can take away death by PowerPoint if you've got a PowerPoint to do. But I don't know if... I, I, is that the thin end of the wedge? I don't know. So... I'm just I'm just in that whole kind of I think AI is absolutely going to have a massive impact on social media. I think the algorithms already caused that, but now it's going to be in now it's going to be in office as well. So where do you go to escape any of this? Because I'm not seeing where the escape routes are. Tuesday. Let's move the conversation to something altogether different. Um, because of the age I am and because of when I, I grew up, I, like everybody else, watched Morse. I watched Inspector Morse uh, when it came out because it was so different to anything that we'd seen before. Uh, highly stylized, um, you know, took us into a totally different world, immersed us into a different world uh, that I certainly... Um, I had, I, I guess I probably had a bit of knowledge about because I'd been to Oxford, I'd been to Cambridge, had friends that went to both. But when it started, I, I'd have to go back and check the, the timelines, but I probably didn't when it first started, even though I may have done as it, as it continued. Um, and I've been, whilst I watched a bit of Lewis, it never really, it never really landed. Um, but the one thing that's crept up on me in the last few weeks is how good Endeavour is. The people have, you know, I've been reading, people have been saying, uh, particularly as it came to the end of its life, how great Endeavour has turned out to be. And it's actually turned out to be, um, it's surpassed the original in so many ways, which I thought was an interesting thing to say. Never watched it. No reference point. So I've watched the first episode, in fact, the first, the, the pilot in the first series this week, and it is tremendous. 
I have an enormous amount of affection for Endeavour. I've got eight more series to go. Um, I mean, I guess it, the, the epic, you know, there's a little bit of formularic in there, but I think the story arc is lovely. I think uh, the guy, and I don't know his name, who plays who plays the younger Morse is superb. Um, and uh, it's got Roger Allen in it, and I can watch Roger Allen in pretty much anything. In fact, Roger Allen is in two or three of my favourite things because he's incredible in the thick of it. Um, has some of the great lines in the thick of it. Um, he's been brilliant in this, um, and he's absolutely superb in a radio uh, comedy called Cabin Pressure. And if you've never heard Cabin Pressure, seek out Cabin Pressure. Uh, it's him and it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's just off the charts good. And I like, I like radio comedy. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said for for radio comedy, particularly when you get people in it as good as as the cast of Cabin Pressure. Um, so ever watchable, Roger Allen. Um, but Endeavour, if you've not seen it, and I'm in, I'm kind of in one respect embarrassed that I hadn't, but it fell into that kind of ITV drama that hasn't really collided with my world that much. It really, really is great. It's got everything about it uh, that Morse had going on. Um, but he's the, the, you know, the concept of him as a younger man, you know, he, he was, a, he was a, a particular character as an older man, but seeing that in a younger man, those character traits in a younger man is really, really interesting. Um, very, very clever how they're tying bits of the story together. So I would wholeheartedly recommend Endeavour. <laughs> Budget day, budget day, and I don't know who today was for. Well, I do. I do know who today was for. If if you have the ability to uh, save a lot of money for your pension, and if you think your pension pot is going to get to in excess of one point uh, one million, then budget day was most definitely for you. There's there's no doubt because suddenly now, if you've got three or four million quid in a, in a pension, you can draw all that money out of a pension without paying any tax on it. Now, there's an argument to say, well, okay, why should I pay tax on it? It's, it's earned money, except it was it was never taxed in the first place. It went into your pension pot, you got tax relief on the on the contributions that went in, uh, and now if you've done if you're in a position where you have that amount of money, then great, you can now draw it out without any kind of taxable penalty if you've got you know above that amount. Um, it's a weird amount to go above. Uh, I think for most people, I mean, I've got no problem with being index linked. It's been just over a million for quite a while. Uh, absolutely, I think it, I don't think it should go down, um, but I, I I don't see why it needs to go from what it is to open ended. Uh, if you're saying that normal people can get, you know, it's actually possible if you save through a um, a workplace scheme for a lot of years to get over a million, then I would accept that argument. It probably is. In which case, then make it one point two or one point three or one point four. Why 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 completely? open-end it at the same time as throwing you know a million people I think or 1.6 million people potential into tax for the first time and 1.2 million into higher tax because you've actually frozen the thresholds for income tax so you get a five percent pay rise but because you know you're earning more money but the income tax thresholds aren't index linked so therefore you're now you're now paying more tax as a proportion than you were before so 
I'm not quite sure who who did well. Childcare, yes, but childcare is a much, much bigger conversation. We need to have a fundamental conversation in this country about childcare, going back to work, usefulness as part of the economy, how employers get involved in that, what can be done to change uh, and to help with the work-life balance for people who have got young children to care for. We're terrible at it in this country. Europe's so much better than we are in so many instances. And just putting a bit to more extra childcare isn't the answer to that. That's a fundamental mind shift and it's a conversation we don't want to have. So whilst I take the point on childcare, I can't believe I'm sold on it. And at the same time, we've done nothing to resolve pay disputes across the across the way. Uh, we could have done far more with, with energy than we've done. The, the, the cost for the government of the energy cap is nothing like as much as it was when they first raised the proposal. So actually, we could have lowered the energy cap to £2,000 quite easily, possibly less. So I'm not bought in, I'm afraid. Uh, Jezza, uh, you've not won me today. Thursday. You'll be aware of a podcast I mentioned called uh, The Coming Storm. Uh, which is Gabriel Gatehouse, and it was all about the QAnon conspiracy and how far back it went and the, the, all the way through, taking us through to the, the Capitol um, riots or the attempt to take the Capitol on January the 6th. And uh, he's put a few more episodes out, which I missed, actually. They were done for the midterms, and um, they're absolutely fascinating. Um, but what they did was they talked about this phenomenon that's coming largely out of Florida, uh, and it's it's about school boards and it's about um, the nature of some of the literature that's available in, in school uh, libraries and is being taught in schools and how it um, refers to um, sexual technique and it's graphically or it's it's alleged to be to be graphic and it's a and it obviously covers uh, a whole manner of um uh, you know uh, relationships not just heterosexual and what has been happening is that there's been a lot of uh, sort of politicization of, of school boards so school boards in america are not like governors over here they deal with uh, matters of curriculum and all those kind of things and people can go along and pass comment and they're sort of open to the public as a lot of american uh, stuff like that is and largely, they're quite sleepy institutions that people don't engage with. Um, and it's all kicked off. It's all changed. Um, and it's changed on this this topic of, of effectively what is being deemed the hypersexualization of, of children um, by literature and by some of the curriculum. And the interesting thing about this is that a jump was made. A jump was made um, that um, the phrase groomers started to be used. And what this this effectively was being done, it was being used as a label to school boards, uh, essentially saying that because of the decisions you are making, you are grooming our children. You are grooming our children and pushing them down a path, whether it be a path on uh, a gender issue or whether it be a, a path about um, you know sexual habits and sexual uh, identity. Um, and it, it, it's become a real thing. It's, um, you know, I mean, we've had the whole don't say gay thing, which is basically about effectively taking any form of uh, of, of teachings around anything other than, than uh, sort of a heterosexual lifestyle out of, you know, out of curriculum, out of books. And that was a big thing. And if you, you saw any of the rallies around the time, that's something you will have you will have picked up on. It's all part of the wider war on woke movement, which has been highly weaponized. But the term groom was the one I hadn't come across. 
And what's interesting is it plays then into the whole QAnon theory, which is about a cabal of paedophiles led by Hillary Clinton that are that's endemic in, in, in Washington and global, and that they're effectively pulling the strings of the world. Uh, which, by the way, sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud. And, and is ridiculous, but sounds really ridiculous when you say it out loud. But what's interesting is when you then go for little bits of it and you start to use words like groomer in the same way you use words like woke. Okay, so that's the first thing. And it's a fascinating episode. It's well worth, or a couple of episodes, well worth listening to. Because, you know, it, it, this is far more highly weaponized in the US than it is over here. And it's bad enough over here. But then take an episode of um, the um, new... Oh, I forgot the name of the podcast now. Um, but there's a podcast I, I listen to, and I will, I'll try and find it and drop it in. And the news agents, got it. Take the news agents podcast. Lewis Goodall did one the other day on uh, the whole thing about drag queens doing reading stories. So there's a, there's a thing whereby... Um, People have been going into schools to tell stories, and depending on your background, they've been going in, you know, dressed accordingly. So you would, you effectively had drag drag queens going to school reading stories, not in a kind of highly sexualized way, not in a panto in a panto dame way either, but just in a, in a colourful kind of way, just to expose children to different life choices, and that then has polarized into. Um, demonstrations and standoffs between far-right groups and, uh, you know, more tolerant groups, um, which which came about in a situation in, of all places, East Dulwich. Um, but it's the same argument being played out over here. We've, we've, we've picked the example. There's not the school board example, so we've picked the example of something over here uh, which, which just celebrates life choice. And and we've weaponized it, and it's been weaponized, and then of course we've been split down the same divide that I talked about earlier on with regard to social media, and I just thought that was really really interesting. Um, I'm not suggesting I've got an, uh, an, an opinion on it necessarily uh, one way or the one way or the other, though I I suppose I do have an opinion because I don't see any harm in it. But uh, at the same time, I also you know like most parents would would see an issue in something that's overtly sexual in primary schools because there, there's I, I don't see there's a, a you know necessarily a reason for it. I think everything's got to be age appropriate. But forget all that for a minute because that my bit of this is not necessarily important. Um, the importance is is the weaponization again. Um, so I'd, I'd push you in the direction of those two things. They're both BBC podcasts um, and both well worth listening to. So that episode of the News Agents, I'll, I'll find the link for whichever one it was. And, uh, and and the coming storm Gabriel Gatehouse and again just another space to another space to watch I'm afraid Friday for those of you who know me because of my love of Marillion then you also know that I should have been in Port Zeeland in the Netherlands at the moment watching Marillion in their one of their weekends uh, and for those of you who don't like Marillion um, and think that it's all a bit weirdy beardy and a bit, you know, 80s, 70s, 80s prog, uh, which by the way it isn't, but it doesn't matter whether you think that because you're not going to change that point of view and I'm not going to try and influence you on it. Um, but for those of you who then think the idea of three days in that kind of company is downright odd, then that's fine. That's fine. Um, I mean, Marillion fans like people of who are, you know, who like anything, Marillion fans are very, very, very keen on being Marillion fans in the same way 
that lots of people who do things are very keen on those things as well. So I don't think as a group we're any more or less different to people who really like, you know, racing radio control cars or doing Gymkhana's uh, and other passions are available. I'm not just picking on those two, but the point is that, you know, we like being running fans and we like getting together and we like the music. And it's and I was really looking forward to going to the weekend. Uh, I've not been able to go. Uh, I've not been able to go because my dad's not been well. And we're saying he's not been well. He's he's had to go into hospital for a piece of surgery, and it's it's a fairly major piece of surgery. But it's a piece of surgery where once it's been done, uh, we're into re, you know, hopefully ninety nine percent we are into just recovery, and it will change his life a little way. So there's going to be he's going to have to adapt to slightly uh, different uh, way of life moving forward. But it is not the end of the world. That's the the big thing, really. It's not the end of the world. So when yeah, and it was just one of those things. It was always going to fall. His surgery was always going to fall, which meant that he was going to be in hospital or coming out of hospital when I was due to be uh, in um, in the Netherlands. And because Alice and I were going together, it just it just then became something that practically just didn't work. So um, we, we 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 quietly cancelled um, quietly cancelled the, the weekend. The wonderful Stephanie Bradley, who who organised the weekend uh, as part of the Merlin team, was remarkably helpful. Uh, and um, and and not only organised a place for me when I'd not got myself into gear so that I'd left it a bit late, she also very, very, very kindly solved all the cancellations as well. So she's just an absolute uh, star. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, but it, it, it actually became a really simple decision um, that I, I'm, it's not, am I in two minds? It was just, well, well we're not going. So um, my dad's been in. He's had the he's had the surgery done. He's still he's still quite delicate. Of course, he is. It's not been that long uh, since he had it had it done. He went in uh, on Thursday. Um, but positives. I'm going to see him today, uh, which I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, we reckon he'll be home um, in about three, four, maybe five days, maybe a bit longer. I don't know. Sometime towards the back end of next week, he'll be he'll be back. Uh, he's coming here. Uh, for his recuperation, so he's going to be with us for um, he's going to be with us for three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Uh, he can't lift things, and uh, it's not it's not that he'll be bed bound. He's going to be up and about and doing things, but but there's a limit to the things he can do for himself. He's got to be very careful um, in in terms of in terms of just the you know the recovery period. Um, so all, all positive in that respect, and. Um, I had quite a long conversation with him yesterday. He was he was uh, he wasn't in a bad place. We moved on to General Ward, and he can see Bromwell Lane from his hospital window. So, of the things that are, I mean, look, it's almost worth it's almost worth the surgery for the view. Um, possibly not quite tipping the scales, but it's certainly a, a, a good thing on the on the positive side. So, when these things happen, it's amazing how how the disappointment. Of something that I kind of because this this was kind of my fiftieth birthday present really, even though actually because my my birthday's Monday so I would have been I would have woken up for my birthday in in the Netherlands and would have been leaving to have come home after the final night of the of, of the concert so it was it kind of it, it all kind of worked out date wise, um, but there'll be another year there'll, there'll absolutely be uh, there'll absolutely be another year and we'll we'll just do it next time round. Um, and in the meantime, you know, whilst I will turn my hair out at points in time, I've got a I've got a month uh, with my dad here, 
Um, and I'm sure it'll be nice because what you don't tend to do or what I've never done is really had family, you know, since, since I left home, I've not had family for an extended period of time just, just to have around and that's going to be nice. So, you know, as annoying as it will be at times, and I'm sure it will be, it's going to, it's just going to be, you know, handy and, and enjoyable being able to chat in the way that you chat with people that you live with in a way that you don't tend to chat with people that you see however frequently in half hour and one hour blocks and all those kind of things. So um, everything looking good, uh, off to see him today um, and see him again tomorrow on the way to the football because it's the FA Cup quarterfinal um, on Sunday. We're playing Blackburn, so that's all going on as well. So uh, yes, all all sorted, all done. And with that, I'm going to leave you. Um, so we try and keep it under 25 minutes, which I think I've already failed. And I will see you next time. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.